0: Welcome to the Dead Authors Society. Frank Herbert, February 11th, 1986. Rest in peace. Dune Messiah, Chapter 23. Free yourself from the gula Duncan. How? You're human. Do a human thing. I'm a gula But your flesh is human. Duncan's in there. Something's in there. <gasps> I care not how you do it. Paul said. But you'll do it. You foreknowledge, foreknowledge be damned. Paul turned away. His vision hurtled forward now, gaps in it. But it wasn't a thing to be stopped. My lord, I've quiet. Paul held up a hand. Did you hear that? Hear what, my lord? Paul shook his head, thinking hadn't heard, he only imagine the sound, and his tribal name called from the desert, far away and low, Oozle. Oozle. what is it my lord? Paul shook his head. He felt watched, something out there in the night shadows knew he was here, something, no, someone, it was mostly sweet, he whispered, and you were the sweetest of all. What would you say, my lord? It's the future. Paul said that amorphous human universe out there had undergone a spurt of motion, dancing to the tune of his vision. It struck a powerful note then. Most echoes might endure. I don't understand, my lord. The ghoul said, A freman dies when he's too long from the desert. Paul said, They call it the water sickness, isn't that odd? That's very odd, Paul strained at memories, tried to recall the sound of Chani breathing beside him in the night. Where is their comfort? He wondered. All he could remember was Chani at breakfast, the day they'd left for the desert. She'd been restless, irritable. Why do you wear that old jacket? She demanded. Find the black uniform coat with its red hot crest beneath its feminine robes. You're an emperor. Even an emperor has his favorite clothing, he said, for no reason he could explain. This had brought real tears to Chani's eyes. Second time in her life, when feminine ambitions had been shattered. Now, in the darkness, Paul rubbed his own cheeks, felt moisture there. Who gives moisture to the dead, he wondered. It was his own face not his the wind chilled the red skin a failed dream formed broke what was this swelling in his breast was it something he'd eaten how bitter and plaintive was this other self giving moisture to the dead the wind bristled with sand Skin dry now was his own, but whose was the quivering which remained? They heard the welling then, far away in the siege depths, it grew louder, louder, the gula world, a sudden glare of light, someone flinging wide the entrance seals. In the light, he saw a man with a raffish grin. No, no, not a grin, but a grimace of grief. There's a faken lieutenant named Tandis. Behind him came a press of many people, all fallen silent now that they saw my team. Jany, Tandis said, is dead. Paul whispered. I heard her call. He turned toward the siege. He knew this place. It was a place where he could not hide. His onrushing vision illuminated the entire Fremen mob. He saw Tandis felt the Fabian's grief, the fear and anger. She is gone, Paul said. The Gula heard the words out of a blazing corona. They burned his chest, his backbone, the socket of his middle eyes. He felt his right hand move toward the knife at his belt. His own thinking became strange, disjointed. He was a puppet, held fast by strings reaching down from that awful corona. He moved to another's commands, to another's desires. The strings jerked his arms, his legs, his jaw came squeezing out of his mouth a terrifying, repetitive noise. Rock, rock, rock. The knife came up to strike. That instant he grabbed his own voice, shaped, rasping words. Run, young master, run. We will not run, Paul said. We'll move with dignity. We'll do what must be done. The ghoul's muscles locked. He shuddered, swayed. What must be done? The words rolled in his mind, like a great fish surfacing. What must be done? Sounded like the old Duke, Paul's grandfather. The young master had some of the old man in him. What must be done? The words began to unfold, the Gula's consciousness. Sensation of living two lives simultaneously spread out through his awareness. Hate Idaho hate? He became a motionless chain of relative existence, singular, alone, old memories flooded his mind. He marked them, adjusted them to new understandings, made a beginning at the integration of a new awareness, a new persona Achieved a temporary form of internal tyranny. Emasculating synthesis remained charged with potential disorder, but events pressed him to the temporary adjustment. The young master needed him. It was done then. He knew himself is stuck in Idaho remembering everything of hate, as though it had been stored secretly in him and ignited by a flaming catalyst. The corona dissolved. He shed the Tlilax impulsions. Stay close to me, Duncan, Paul said. I'll need to depend on you for many things. And as Idaho... You to stand and trans. Duncan. Yes, I am Duncan. Of course you are. This was the moment when you came back. We'll go inside now. I't fell into step beside Paul. It was like the old times, yet not like them. Now that he stood free of the Tilalaksu, he could appreciate what they had given him. Sensuni training permitted him to overcome the shock of events. The Mintat accomplishment formed a counterbalance. He put off all fear, standing above the Source. His entire consciousness looked outward A physician of infinite wonder. He had been dead. He was alive. Sire, the fate contenders said as they approached him. Wami Leechna says she must see you. I told her to wait. Thank you, Paul said the birth. I spoke to the medics, Tanda said, falling into step. They said you have two children, both of them alive and sound. Two? Paul stumbled, caught himself on Idaho's arm, a boy and a girl, Tanda said. I saw them, a good friend and babies. How? How does she? Paul whispered. My lord? Lord. Tandis bent. Johnny. It was the birth, my lord? Tandis asked. They said her body was strained by the speed of it. I don't understand, but that is what they said. Take me to her. Paul whispered. My lord, lord? Take me to her. That's where we're going, my lord. Again, to spent close to Paul. Why does your ghoula carry a barren knife? Duncan, put away your knife, Paul said. The time for violence is past. As he spoke, Paul fell closer to the sound of his voice. And the mechanism which created the sound. Two babies. vision I contained, but one. Yet yeah, these moments went as the vision went. There was a person here who felt grief and anger. Someone, whose own awareness, lay in the grip of an awful treadmill. Be playing his life from memory two babies. Again, he stumbled. Johnny. Johnny. He thought. There was no other way. Johnny. Beloved. Believe me. That this death was quicker for you. Kinder. they have held our children hostage, displayed you in a cage in slave pits, and reviled you with the blame for my death this way, this way we destroy them and save our children, children. Once more he stumbled. I permitted this, he thought. I should feel guilty. The sound of noisy confusion filled the cavern ahead of them. It grew louder, precisely as he remembered it growing louder. Yes, this was the pattern, the inexorable pattern, even with two children. Johnny is dead he told himself at some far away instant in a past which he had shared with others his future had reached down to him it chivied him it hurted him into a chasm whose walls grew narrower and narrower he could feel them closing in on him this was the way the visions went. Johnny is dead. I should abandon myself to grief. But that was not the way the vision went. Has only been summoned, he asked. She is a Chinese friend, Tantus said. All sends them all pressing back to give him passage. The silence moved ahead of him like a wave. The noisy confusion began dying down. A sense of congested emotion filled the siege. He wanted to remove the people from his vision, he found it impossible. Every face turning to follow him carried its special imprint. They were pitiless. Curiosity of spaces. They felt grief, yes. They understood the cruelty, stretched them. They were watching. They articulate. They become dumb. The wise become a fool. Didn't the clown always appeal to cruelty? This is more than a death watch less than awake. Paul felt his soul begging for respite, but still the vision moved him. Just a little farther now, he told himself. Black, visionless dark awaited him just ahead. There lay the place ripped out of the vision by grief, guilt the place where the moon fell he stumbled into it would have fallen had Idaho not taken his arm with a fierce grip a solid presence knowing how to share its grief and silence here is the place Tundis said watch your steps sire Idaho said Helping him over an entrance lip. Hangings brushed Paul's face. Idaho pulled him to a halt. Paul felt the room then, a reflection against his cheeks and ears. It was a rock walled space with the rock hidden behind tapestries. Where is Johnny? Paul whispered, Hara's voice answered him. She is right here, Usawa. Paul heaved a trembling sigh. He had feared her body already had been removed to the stills where Femin reclaimed the water of the tribe. Is that the way the vision went? He felt abandoned. His blindness Children Paul asked. They're here too, my lord. Ido said. You have beautiful twins, Uso. Harris said. A boy, a girl. See? We had them here in a Two children. All thought wonderingly, the vision had contained only a daughter. He cast himself adrift from Idaho's arm, moved toward the place where Hara had spoken, stumbled into a hard surface. His hands explored it, met a glass outlines of a crutch. Someone took his left arm. We saw it was Hara. She guided his hand into the crutch. He felt soft, soft flesh. It was so warm. He felt wreaths, breathing. That is your son, Hara whispered. She moved his hand, and this is your daughter. Her hand tightened on his. Oh, sir, are you truly blind now? He knew what she was thinking. The blind must be abandoned in the desert. Roman tribes carried no dead weight. Take me to Johnny, Paul said, ignoring her question. I returned him, guided him to the left. He fulfilled himself, accepting now the fact that Johnny was dead. He had taken his place
1: in a universe
0: he did not want. Or in flesh that did not fit. Every breath he drew bruised his emotions. Two children. He wondered, He it committed himself to a passage where his vision would never return. It seemed unimportant. Where is my brother? There was Alia's voice behind him. He heard the rush of her, the overwhelming presence she took his arm from Hara. I must speak to you. Alia hissed. In a moment, Paul said. Now it's about Lichna. I know, Paul said. In a moment. You don't have a moment. I have many moments. But Johnny doesn't. Listening to the Dead Authors Society. Be sure to follow for more content posted several days a week.